Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Hello and welcome everybody to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal and I'm your host. This is episode number 38 and we have got just one of the most fascinating people I think I've met in a very, very long time. This is a, a gentleman, you know, you go to school and you go to college and I was never a big fan. I was always terrible at school. But uh, what I learned and really took from it was many of the relationships that I built over the course of being in college. And so we went to a small business college uh, to begin with. He went off to Idaho, I believe. Didn't you go to Idaho? Yeah, okay. So he'll, I'm sure he'll get into that in his story. But he went off to Idaho and continued his education. But through the classes and the interactions we had in school, this, this was a person that I just knew was going to go somewhere in his life because of his ingenuity, his resourcefulness, the way that he looked, about, looked at life just as a whole really was an eye-opener to me. And being able to, you know, reconnect with him, it's been gall years since we've talked. Um, and one of the things I love about social media is it gives you the ability to reconnect. And it, and it literally was, I think he commented on a post that I had done and I reached out to him and was like, dude, what the heck have you been up to? Let's reconnect. And, you know, here we are on the podcast today. So without further ado, let's bring out Ben Wilson to the show. Ben, how are you, man? And that was the nicest intro I've ever had. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. You're kind. You're uh, making my head too big. I'm going to be here, but giant thunk. That's what it is. <laughs> my head detached from my neck. Oh, you stop yeah. that. <laughs> no, man. But seriously, it's been, God, forever. You're out in New York now. I mean, tell us about you. Tell us about the journey and, and the story and just what is your story within? How have you gotten to where you are today? Man, I wish, I wish there was a one defining critical moment. I really wish there was one thing I could point back to and say like that moment taught me the rest of it, right? But the more moments that I have, the more I realize it's every moment that counts. And it's like uh, painting a, a painting essentially. And how many brush strokes do you need to make a painting work? Well, that, that's up to the painter, you know? And it's up to figuring out how many brush strokes do you want to apply to your painting and how pretty do you want to make your painting? Your painting is your life. And so I, I wish there was one brush stroke you could point to and say, Hey, that's, that's what got me from point A to point B, but it's every brush stroke that counts, you know? So one thing that I've done just, uh, uh introduce myself and I, I appreciate where you, where you put that is, so you and I met at, at LDSBC at, uh, in Salt Lake city in 2000, probably 10. Yep. Right? yep. And man, I was a, I still would say I'm a damaged person, but man, that was a time that was uh, really eye-opening. I had just served a mission for my church. I know you talked about that with your, your listeners as well on one of your other uh, podcast interviews. And it's, uh, I just come home and a girl had been, we'd been dating while I was out in Texas and, and she was back in Utah and I'd come home and uh, she had been dating someone else the entire time. 
and I had no idea about it. And so by going to school, I was trying to just figure out who I really wanted to be because I knew what I wanted to be before I had gone out. And when I had come home, I had no idea. And I started, I had done an accounting degree and realized I hated accounting and ended up in sales. I had no idea that I would ever be in sales or marketing. And I actually, I hated that sales class or any of our sales classes. I've hated marketing classes. <laughs> and yet I find myself back in marketing day in and day out and finding a passion for it because it's about really influencing people. And uh, it's guys like you that also influenced me. You had started a, uh, like an ice cream or a shaved ice. Shaved back ice. Then, yeah. And I, I came and I, I don't know if I came to your opening, but I was so stoked that you had opened this, uh, an ice, a shaved ice place. And I was like, man, David Deal, he's, he's trying stuff. He's, he's putting himself out there and he's, he's doing things. And, and that, like these little moments, these experiences, these people that you meet, they add to you, you know? So the more, more interesting people you've got. Idaho, and I, uh, I studied marketing and I was, uh, I was doing everything I could to get out of class and to not do marketing that from a theoretical standpoint, I became really interested in like lead generation and sales funnels. And one of my good buddies, Steven Larson, uh, he now does like two comic club coaching. He worked right under Russell Brunson for at ClickFunnels. He's built like thousand funnels and him and I have stayed really good friends. And so we've done funnels together throughout the entire years. And so that's what I actually do now is I do lead generation funnels for private healthcare practices. And I, I build out the entire sales process without a doctor having to communicate with his patients as if he were communicating with his patients. And we uh, got an agency going. There's a, a couple people we had working and I've now scaled back where I can just focus on it myself and uh, live in New York City with my wife and just do, do what I think is really fun and have fun with what I get to do every single day. So I'm, I feel very blessed is what I'm trying to say. Dude, that's awesome. Well, and what a journey. I mean, you, you went from that stage too, though, through, you know, starting, I mean, didn't you have like a tie company or something? Socks, ties, what you had something that you a got lot. going like so back. A, a hat company at that hat time. Company. And my marketing tactics were to break uh, world records. So I did like, I tried to do the world's longest slip and slide. I tried yep, to now do that's it. the most snowmen built in an hour. I did, uh, worked on a, an event for the, uh, the world's largest silly string fight. So we were just trying to break uh, world records and have that name attached to these giant records smashed. And so that way it was, it was a lot of organic marketing that way, but also just creating experiences for people and then having a name attached to it. And so that's how I was selling hats. And ultimately that paid for my college. Dude, that is so cool. So I, I mean, going back to this story of, you know, all the differences and just all the different dynamics of, of, pieces and components to this journey, right? You ended up in marketing and sales funnels and healthcare providers, which, you know, I don't think that, you know, it, back then in college is like, Hey, that's where I want to be. But it was a natural progression and it just went to where you are today. I mean, what did that process look like? And, you know, I think, think for a lot of people when they first get started, they don't really know what they're going to do or how they're going to do it, but they just, they either stop and freeze or they keep taking one step and putting it in front of the other. I mean, is that really what you did? Was it just one step in front of the other led you to where you're at today? 
I, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. That's, that's how I look at it, right? Like I'm turning 30 and I, I still don't know exactly what it is. I just know I'm not doing certain things that I know are frustrating. That's the helpful part. Uh, my brothers were accountants and they, they advised me to go into accounting. So I did two years of that uh, at the beginning and I realized that's not what I wanted to do. And I, I started looking at life more of a, what is it that I don't want to do? And I think eventually I'll figure out what I do want to do, but I, I need to eliminate a lot of stuff beforehand. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, I mean, I ended up graduating with so many credits that they didn't count for I uh, think like two and a half years of the amount of credits that I, I, I was just trying stuff, anything like it didn't matter what it was. I wanted to really just go, is that for me or is it not for me? And so I was taking a lot of classes. I was doing, Udemy courses and, and really just trying to push myself to go, what do I find interesting? And I've, I've located like a, a, a more of a major topic. I'm really fascinated with people, like why people do what they do, what decisions do they make? Um, and marketing is a really helpful place in that you get to use psychology every single day. Um, and so I enjoy it, but at the same time, it's not necessarily, this is not the end all be all. It's just, it's kind of in this phase where I'm like, that's fun. Um, I get to use a lot of marketing tactics and I get to get creative and, and apply that. But ultimately it's, man, I did, I'd tell you like a year and a half ago, I wouldn't have been like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go build lead generation funnels for private healthcare practices. But you, you get there. I mean, if you really want to know the story, it backtracks to right after college, I was hired at a consulting agency and the guy was the, uh, the CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield, which was a major opportunity because he got invited to do a lot of consulting for Fortune 500 companies. Right. And um, he took me along by his side. And so I just got to witness these meetings and talk about projects like adding $200 million in revenue and be a part of that experience of how do you do it and what kind of resources and assets do you need? And it was inside of healthcare. And I remember coming home one day and just, kind of teary eyed to my wife. And I was like, this is such a boring job. I'm in healthcare. Like I wanted to do something fun and uh, really impactful. And I realized like not all the time is it going to be fun, but you can add your impact however you want to add your impact. And so that, that started to change. And I realized, okay, I can find fun by knowing I'm impacting people. And I can also find fun by uh, just bringing me to the table, if that makes sense. Like I can bring myself to the table. I don't have to put on uh, a mask and I can make sure that every day I can have fun, even if it's in a, a boring industry. Like no one wants to talk to me when I tell you I've got, like I do in private healthcare. Cause they're like, Oh, that sounds so boring. You know? And I'm like, it, it can be, it really can be, but you can add fun to whatever you're doing. Uh, just bring yourself to it. You know? No, man, I, I love what you just said. You brought up two major, major critical points that just you know, I think knock people's socks off if they were able to catch it. The first was you mentioned you just tried, right? You tried everything. And I think that's really one of the inner battles and inner conversations that people have on a day-to-day basis where they have these decisions where we have thousands and thousands of thoughts every single day, but they don't capitalize on certain thoughts for whatever reason, because it might be too hard or it might be too difficult or it might not be fun or whatever the case is. And they never try. And so they get in this stagnation uh, mindset or this stagnation shift. And so they never can progress because they're stuck, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I think you you hit it perfect because you were just like, dude, I just went out and tried stuff. Udemy courses. I mean, anything I could get my hands on, I was trying, right? And I think that's one of the biggest things that somebody can take away. You can. It's better to try and learn what you don't want to do rather than wonder if you're ever going to do it or not wanting to do it because you're never going to know because you never did anything, right? Right. So I think that was the- It's not going to just pop up. That's definitely the, the epiphany right there. You think it's going to be an epiphany. You think one day you're going to wake up and you go, that's it. But it's not. Sadly, at least for me, that's not what it was. I, I, I know that there are people out there that are like, oh, ever since I was five years old, I knew I wanted to do blank. And you're like, that's not me. I really wish that was me, but that's not. I think there's more people like that than the, the five-year-olds who knew that they wanted to be a lawyer or an author. And so they, ever since then, they started training, you know? Yep. And I think, dude, going along with that, though, is it's, it's if I could put it down to one word or one principle, it's curiosity, right? You've always stayed curious. And that's one thing I, I respect you for out of, you know, all of the different friends that I have is your ability to have curiosity about life, about business, about everything. And I, I specifically remember this. You, do you remember when I brought the helicopters to school and I started selling the helicopters? Yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah. fascinating. And you were. And that was so funny for me because I just looked at you and I was like, dude, this, this kid is amazing because of the way that his mind and his gears turn because he's curious about everything. And he just wants to figure out stuff, right? And that was so cool for me to, to realize in the scene. I think, you know, if that's something, the only thing that somebody takes away from this episode is always stay curious, always try stuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, you never know what you're capable of either. And there are certain quadrants of knowledge that like you move from things that you don't know that you don't know about. And then you shift it into things that you now know about, but you don't know how to do, or you don't know much about it, but you know, it exists. You're like, like, I know drones exist. I don't know necessarily how they work. I don't know that I'm interested in, but I do know about them, right? Mm-hmm. But then it shifts to like the other, the next quadrant where it's like, you know, there are things that you don't know about, but you actually do know it because it's like a transfer of skill or a transfer of knowledge. And then there are things that you know that you know about and things that, and, and you know how it works and you know what's happening inside of it. And a lot of people are, are just, they focus only on that one quadrant, but they're not open to going, well, what is it that I don't know? And if uh, I, I remember having a thought years ago that there's every single person on, on this planet knows at least one thing that I don't know. And because there's 7 billion people on this planet, that means that there's 7 billion things that I don't know. And so if I can learn something from a homeless person or someone that you wouldn't think is very knowledgeable, they at least know one thing that I don't know. So if I can learn that one thing and, and, and try to apply it and soak it in like a sponge, I could learn 7 billion things. And then I go, and then you go round two, right? <laughs> now they know something else I don't know. What is that? Dude, see, again, this is that curiosity still that you have and you haven't lost that that mindset, that shift of just looking at things in a different way, right? That's a perfect firsthand view of your talent and your skill of curiosity, right? And I, dude, I absolutely love that. Never lose that quality, never lose that attribute because that's something that will drive you, you know, until the day you die. Absolutely. And I appreciate that. It's, it's something I do. I have to work on it because you can, you can easily get stagnant without wanting to know. You can go, ah, I don't have time for that or, 
you know, I don't know how that applies to my life, but you never know what you want to do until you figure out really what you don't want to do. And you don't know what you don't want to do until you actually try it, you know? True story, man. True story. So going along with that more, um, you know, I love being able to just share like gold nuggets and words of wisdom. And, you know, you talk about this curiosity and developing it. What are certain things that you do to develop and create those habits so that you don't lose them? I mean, you mentioned, you know, there are times in our lives where we do hit that stagnation or we have difficult, you know, difficult things we've got to overcome, but what are certain things or practices that you do to help you just stay mentally tough and stay in that zone? Oh man, that's a really good question. Um, really good question. I like that you're getting my gears turning here. I, so I was telling you before this podcast, we, before we started recording, I wanted to run a marathon. Like I just, I thought that'd be a really cool thing to do before I turned 30. And surprisingly enough, it's a, it's not a, uncommon thing in fact the most times people will try to run a marathon is in the nines so 29 39 49 59 uh, it's the most amount of times you won't find it in the eights as much or sevens or sixes or fives but every time you find like a 29 or 39 year old or 49 it's because you're passing on to that next that next decade you know and so you want to go out with a bang and, and send a signal like to yourself this is what i accomplished in that decade um really fascinating thing to learn about. And so I'm like, you know, I'm 29. So it makes a lot of sense as to why all of a sudden this new drive popped up. And about a month ago, I couldn't run more than a mile. I, and, and setting a goal to say, I'm going to run a marathon sounds ridiculous when you, you can't run more than a mile. In fact, I remember even saying to myself, like, that's a really long road ahead. You know, even if I, if I try to double or if I try to go one mile more, like that's at least 26 weeks of training. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at it that way and just thought, okay, well, what if I could add a mile a week? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? My legs are going to be a little more tired each week. My, my body's going to be a little more physically uh, kind of shocked as to what's happening. But it's very possible to add a mile a week. But then what happens is you get out there and you start, you got to find, you got to go deeper. You got to go deeper mentally to push yourself outside of that comfort zone. and. Um, Last night, three and a half weeks later, I hit a half marathon. I just, I was adding three miles a week. And um, for you guys, actually for this, this recording, like as I was telling you, I wanted to make sure there was something that I could bring and just show, look at, look at this progress. And I'm not a runner. I don't know necessarily what I'm doing. I've, I've been trying to learn more about it and I got curious about it. And I asked for running clothes for Christmas and uh, I got new running shoes for the first time in my life. And, uh, wanted to make sure I, I used them properly, you know? So while I'm out there, I started to think about some life lessons, like life lessons of putting yourself into uncomfortable situations. And uh, I don't know if you want me to start sharing a couple of these. Please dive it, in, dude. It's, it's a lot more about your mentality than it is about the physicalness. And I realized there's, it's, that's more about life too. There's a lot more about your mentality. And, and I know that there's there's some you know motivational speakers out there they're like it's all in your mindset but it is true though it is a very true thing that if you can change your mindset you can actually accomplish a lot more than you never thought was possible um and at that point you start to prove to yourself like i can do hard things i can do things that were uncomfortable 
And so uh, if you don't mind, I would love to share some of these with you. We can, we can go one at a time too. I'd love to hear. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just dive in and let's, let's go through some of these thoughts that you had. Cause I think so that's the first thought was uh, to f- follow the basic techniques to eliminate unnecessary pains as in like, keep your feet flat, uh, keep breathing. Like no matter what, just breathe in, breathe out. These are like the basic techniques. The lesson number two was when it starts to hurt, remember lesson number one, as in go back (laughs) to the basic techniques, right? Um, And this is, uh, that thought is just coming from, it's the entire 13.1 miles last night sucked. Like there wasn't a time that was like, oh, this is easy. It was every mile was a painful thing. But the more I focus on, okay, I just got to keep my feet flat. I got to put my chest forward. I got to keep uh, my shoulders back. I've got to make sure I'm not overstepping. And that thought for, for two and a half hours is playing through my mind. Just basic techniques. It's not like there's any trick to this. And the pain became less, but it also just didn't go away. So that was one of them. Do you want to hear number three? Yes, absolutely. Ben is such a stud. This has been such a fun episode. I'm super excited to hear the rest of the interview tomorrow. So make sure to tune in for that. Also, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. It really does mean the world, and it makes such a big difference when we're trying to be able to be found in these different platforms. It just makes the searchability that much better. So make sure to do that. That would be much appreciated. As always, thank you so much. And remember, infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.